Welcome to the program Dying to be Famous, a series about self-transformation and personal evolution despite and also using extreme life challenges and circumstances. I'm your host for the program, Robert Coleman. Episode 4, Spiritus. Welcome to Episode 4 of Dying to be Famous. Hey, I'm starting to get a few of these produced. This particular episode, Spiritus, begins to explore the realms of spirituality and the incredible resources that are available for personal healing and transformation. I'm going to elaborate on what I might call applied spirituality. That is, I intend to focus on spiritual aspects of yourself that you can explore and use to your benefit without my needing to center around a specific religion or faith. I've used these approaches with people in the past from all walks of life, and I've always respected their beliefs. Segment 1, Spiritus, covers the simplicity and ordinariness of your spiritual self. No trumpets or rose petals here. It's just a part of who you are. Segment 2, Spiritual Healing, includes a quick overview of various techniques for spiritual healing and my thoughts on them. So, let's get started. Spiritus. To me, the fact that we exist as spiritual beings is no different than saying that we have emotions, a body, and a mind. The ordinariness of our spiritual selves and how these aspects are interwoven with our lives and health is the emphasis of this series. When I was a boy, my parents took me to the site of the huge Civil War battle in Shiloh, Tennessee. I bring this up because there was something there that I could feel on the battlefield grounds. To a young boy, it was scary. It felt dark, somber, and deeply sorrowful everywhere around that battlefield. It was in the air, so to speak. Have you ever been in a location where you could feel a somethingness? I remember in the U.S. after the terrorist attacks of 9-11, there was a palpable, dark, dense, and edgy feeling everywhere that was so thick it felt like you could cut it with a knife. The ability to feel and know these things that are outside of your physical body is a common quality of ourselves as spiritual beings. In fact, if you've ever felt something like what I'm describing here and also knew the distance that the phenomenon covered, whether a few feet, blocks, or even miles, that implies that you were large enough as a spirit yourself to encompass the area. So you feel into something and you go, that feels like it goes for a few blocks. That feeling into it in your sense of distance actually means that you are big enough to feel where that area ends. Generally, we think of the soul as some kind of quality that inhabits the physical body. I'd like to suggest that it's more accurate to say that the body is inside of the spiritual being instead of the other way around. 
There are many aspects of yourself that are permeating and connecting with influences of all kinds beyond your physical body. We don't usually notice this because these feelings are normal, not exotic or occult at all. It's just what it feels like to be you. And we're so invested in our personality selves with our metal chatter, emotions, opinions, upsets, and problems that we don't step back and notice who and what we really are. Also, these spiritual dimensions of ourselves, while incredibly intelligent, are not linear or verbal in the same way that our personalities tend to be. They don't provide a blow-by-blow narrative of what's going on at a mental level. In fact, when somebody begins to say that they're receiving angelic guidance to make their beds five times a day, write their senators about UFOs, and walk the dog backwards, that usually means that the person needs a little break and a time out. Try this. Right now, wherever you are, pause for a moment and just be with your environment. Let your mind and emotions do whatever they're doing. It's okay, but pay attention to how the space you are in feels. Is it busy or quiet? Restful or stressful? Dense or light? Now imagine yourself being large enough to fill the entire room that you're in. If you're outside, just imagine yourself being bigger. What do the walls feel like to you or the neighboring houses? When you make yourself bigger, do the walls feel like they're pushing against you? Notice the nonverbal parts of yourself that are scanning the area. Okay, when you're ready, now imagine yourself being tightly within your body. Pull everything in. Doing this might cause you to feel heavier or more solid. If it feels uncomfortable to you, don't do it. Okay, so between being big and small, you will probably notice a size that feels just right to you. Go ahead and be this way and let's continue on. Relative to the topics of this series, these spiritual qualities of ourselves matter because they are directly involved with our well-being and health. We can become infected or diseased at a spiritual level. If you've ever experienced a space that was really dark and dense, where the anger, hopelessness, and sorrows almost dripped from the walls, you know what spiritual disease feels like. Picture a run-down biker bar frequented by drifters, depressed alcoholics, and criminals. Were you to stay in these energies too long, you might begin to absorb some of them yourself. You don't need outside influences, though, to develop a spiritual disease. If you repress your feelings, hopes, and dreams, your upsets, your angers, your sorrows, for years and years, your spiritual self would become a repository for your unreleased pain. Eventually, this would discharge into your life through some kind of crisis event, some kind or other. That's why it's useful to look into the metaphors associated with the events when a person experiences a crisis. Our spiritual selves may express themselves through the environment as they discharge their pain.
By working with your own spiritual self in a few basic and fundamental ways, you can make great progress towards healing yourself and balancing your life. Your spiritual aspects are useful to work with because they can both assist or impede your own transformation and healing. Spiritual Healing Throughout my life, I've been a direct witness to countless spiritual phenomena that would be considered impossible through the lens of our everyday society. Even when I was 19 years old, I had experiences when I was working with the hypnosis research for the university. Things occurred, people said and did things that were just absolutely impossible. I knew even back then that the world wasn't exactly how it seemed to be. I quickly learned that the universe of spiritual healing contains quite a few fakes and false prophets, though, some of them driven by delusional or sometimes even dark motives. Over time, I became more discriminating. Unfortunately, spiritual practices can be a dodge from reality, much like drugs and other solutions that people use for their troubles. Some people have their heads so far in the clouds that they don't deal with everyday life. And there are plenty of people out there who will pander to this crowd, offering them, so to speak, enlightenment or quick fixes for their problems. I'm just saying that you may want to be very discriminating and selective yourself. Now, if you Google spiritual healing, you'll be presented with a grab bag of approaches, philosophies, and systems from all kinds of religions and all kinds of alternative faiths. They mostly fall into the following categories. First one, prayers for divine healing, help, and support. Of course, this is really common uh, throughout the entire world, praying to God or a divinity of some kind or other for support and help is, I think, essential and goes all the way down into our spirits at the deepest level. Another one is energy work with emotions in the physical body. Now, that's existed in Eastern culture for thousands of years. In the West, it has been less active but evolved more over the last 30, 40, 50 years. Sound, toning, chanting, and other sensory approaches to harmonizing the body and spirit. So sound and toning and chanting, these things are intended to create a certain vibration, if you will, that helps to harmonize, soothe the body, calm things out, and relax the person. They can even create a mood for spiritual factors to become more prominent. Meditation practices to transform consciousness and relieve stress. Affirmations, faith, positive thinking, and beliefs. So this area has on one side the um, aspect that has emerged within the alternative culture about um, reality manifesting what you believe. And that's, that's not new 
in Western culture, but it has not been a bedrock for a very long time. The other side of it, faith, is simply faith. It's trusting in divine power and knowing that things will work out the way they need to work out. Confessionals, to release guilt and move forward. People can get rid of their guilt and their feeling that they can't move beyond something through a confessional. And then spiritual healing for traumas, repressed emotions, and other dynamics. These are techniques that engage the parts of the person's spirit that are in pain, infected, uh, clogged up, whatever, with um, guidance for the person that's being worked with to look around their own space and notice what's there. These practices involve all kinds of techniques, and I'm not going to work through each one in this segment, but I do believe that all of them can have their levels of effectiveness a time and a place to be used. And I personally have met remarkable gifted people who could do amazing things based on a single simple approach. So being more complicated doesn't necessarily mean that something's better. There are people out there who can heal a person just by touching them. I've seen this. I saw a person channel violet energies from the heavens to rain down on his shoulders I witnessed that in person. He was a guru, and uh, it was really amazing. It was like this gentle violet rain coming down from the sky all over him. And he then uh, said loudly, you are not your bodies. Very interesting. I've seen people do miraculous and semi-miraculous healings through prayer and other practices. Spiritual healing practices don't limit themselves to one religion or culture. I know that for sure. They're part of the human experience itself. Now, after I was diagnosed with cancer last year, and especially when I was at my worst, friends and family had prayer circles going for me, and they asked priests and others to put me on their prayer list. Boy, was I moved by this outpouring of love and faith. It was really humbling. I had hundreds of people praying for me, even those who knew me only as a stranger. That's one thing I've had to accept with my cancer, the fact that strangers step up and take care of me all the time. It's even the little courtesies of someone seeing me and standing by a door at a restaurant and holding it open. And I found that even if I go, no, 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 it's okay, they, they stand there and smile and wait for me to go in. I've been strengthening my gratitude muscles, let me tell you that. And as I said before, it's very, very humbling. On my side, I've used techniques that I know to locate and release traumas, uh, masses in my space, emotional repressions, falsehoods, whatever junk and bric-a-brac might be in and around me at a spiritual level. I work with these constantly with the intention of releasing the spiritual diseases that are manifesting as my cancer and physical disabilities. The techniques that I use personally are practices that I evolved over decades through study, different trainings, some trial and error. 
I pilfered as many brilliant ideas as I could from really talented people. It's been a long haul and really hard work. After all of this, I really can't exactly say that I'm a wise man, but I am most certainly a wise guy. Spiritual practices can be very powerful and can help alter the circumstances and outcomes of diseases, disasters, and other crises. You never know, sometimes they can even result in nearly miraculous healing events. Still, please work with your doctors, physicians, therapists, and others. Sometimes people who rely on spiritual practices too much end up becoming disabled or dying from conditions that could have been remedied through medical practices. You can also destabilize yourself emotionally and mentally if you don't work in a disciplined and controlled manner. Spiritual healing techniques are real, and I'll explore some of them in this series. But let's include some common sense in all of this. What do you say? I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Dying to be Famous. If you want to contact me, you can reach me at the email address dtbfrobert at gmail.com. That's dtbf, dying to be famous, Robert with no space, at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Be well. Be well.